Hello. I hope you've had a good week and I hope you've withstood the mad weather. We've had everything, haven't we? We've had sun, rain, bit of snow, hail, uh, all the seasons really in one day. Uh, it's been up and down, completely unpredictable, turbulent, uh, all the things you could also say about the digital currency, Bitcoin, that in April nosedived in value by 21% in less than a fortnight. It has since recovered and today one Bitcoin is worth, now let me get the stat, £40,819. Now I say that, but literally as I speak, that has probably changed. And this is one of the key bits with Bitcoin. Uh, This volatility, this up and down nature is one of the main criticisms levelled at the digital currency. Uh, A reason for some why it can't be called a credible currency Uh, For others, however, it's part of the appeal, an opportunity for investors to get rich quick. Now, I can hear you screaming at wherever you're listening to your podcast, to the podcast right now, what the hell is Bitcoin? Or maybe, you know, maybe you're well-versed in Bitcoin, you're a huge Bitcoin believer. Um, But if you are screaming, what the hell is Bitcoin? Well, I'm about to tell you, it is a cryptocurrency, a digital currency created in 2008 by a secretive software developer using the name Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, You can buy Bitcoin, you can sell it, uh, or you can use it to pay for goods and services. Uh, And it differs from traditional currency, the pound, the dollar, uh, in the sense that it has no physical form uh, and it's decentralised, meaning transactions do not go through governments or central banks, uh, but are instead recorded on a public list called the blockchain. This process of recording transactions on the blockchain is called Bitcoin mining. Anyone can do it. You have to be pretty smart, have a pretty powerful computer. Uh, But it's done to ensure transparency. Uh, It means that everyone can see uh, all the transactions that are out there. And it means that no one can claim that they have more Bitcoin than they actually do. So it's basically like this sort of huge Google Doc that everyone can edit on. Um, To be successful, however, Bitcoin mining does require huge amounts of energy. Uh, prompting obvious environmental concerns. And I'll give you, this stat's incredible. So the amount of energy used globally to make Bitcoin has the same carbon footprint as the entire country of Argentina, which is mad, really. Uh, But security is another uh, concern associated with Bitcoin, fears that its relatively anonymous nature attracts criminal activity. So I've got to be honest, right now, when it comes to Bitcoin... I'm not 100% sure. The jury is a bit out. I'm, I'm actually a bit of a sceptic, I've got to say. Uh, I get the appeal in terms of how you can invest in it. And a year later, you know, the money you've put in has increased 10 times. And, the, you know, the figures are incredible. But it's sort of that volatility that really um, it's, it's the instability that really gets me. You know, I I might be wrong to be cautious. You know, is this the next big thing? Uh, And is now the time to get on board with Bitcoin? Well, chemical engineering student Max McCrill definitely thinks so. He's been investing in Bitcoin since January this year. uh, And he joins me on this episode of What's the Story? Welcome to What's the Story to talk about all things Bitcoin. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, man? I'm good, mate. I'm good. And before we get into 
when you first started buying Bitcoin uh, and all that. Can you just give a quick rundown in terms of why and what's Bitcoin and why is it different from traditional currencies like pounds and dollars? What, what distinguishes it? So <clears throat> I think one of the common misconceptions that people have with Bitcoin is that they think that it's going to be a currency that replaces you know, all currencies in the world. And I think the way people need to view it is it's more of a store of value. So it's kind of like, you know how people will put their money into gold. Um, it's kind of the digital equivalent of that. So instead of being a currency that people are going to sort of trade and sell, it's quite an old technology. So there are actually going to be plenty more um, currencies coming out and being developed that are faster, better, cheaper, essentially. So I think this it will be something that it sort of remains a store of value. And once governments and um, countries get, get more involved with the um, cryptocurrency space, they'll create their own digital versions of, of the currency. Um, so I think... <clears throat> In that sense, we're more likely to see a sort of like the US dollar being digitalized and being used in, in that way rather than um, Bitcoin being something that is transacted um, on, a, on a regular basis. I know from knowing you for many years that you're not someone who bets. I'd say you're pretty careful with your money. Um, so when you first told me that you were buying Bitcoin, I have to be honest, I was, I was a bit surprised. I was like, this doesn't sound like Max at all. Like, this sounds nothing like Max. But so that's why I'm interested. How did you first get into buying Bitcoin? What was, when did you first get into buying it? But how did you first get into buying it? Basically, I, I've, I've, for the last maybe eight months, I've been looking to find a way of kind of making some form of passive income, finding some way of, making considerable amounts of money without necessarily having to do a conventional job and sort of looking elsewhere. And I looked into things like matched betting, which kind of is like a, is a clever way of betting, which means that you can like cover both ends and you can only ever really make money or break even or make that maybe very, very small losses, but it's a kind of way in which you bet both ways. Um, <clears throat> and I kind of looked at doing that and, and it didn't, it just seemed a bit too much effort. And um, so and I didn't really understand it. So when I was looking for sort of a similar thing, I, I, I guess what it was is that I didn't really have any money to invest at, at the time, but then I kind of became more aware of it while I was working on placement. Um, and then I, I got my um, inheritance uh, from one of my relatives. And sort of the question in my head was, what, 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 what am I going to do with this now? Because it, it is now up to me to put this in somewhere that I, th that I think will be a good idea. And at that point, I think it was about early December and sort of Bitcoin was just starting to kind of hit, sort of subtly bleed into the news a little bit. And I kind of caught attention to it. And <clears throat> I, re I read a lot about it. And I think from there, I sort of stuck my head down the rabbit hole and um, couldn't really justify putting my money any anywhere else. Because in order to do that, you'd have to say that where you're putting it is going to be a like uh, a better return than than Bitcoin, which in my opinion is never going to be the case at this current point in time. So it was it was kind of of the moment as well, in the sense it was in a pandemic, lots of places losing a lot of money and their value going down. But you saw this thing going up and up and up, and you thought, <coughs> okay, I put my money there. 
Well, it's, the thing is, it was quite, quite, so this is like December and I only started investing very sort of early January, which um, so at the beginning of this year is when I kind of, I gave myself a bit of time to educate myself uh, throughout December, just, just so I knew what I was doing at least a little bit. And um, basically I just, you kind of tie it in with the pandemic. What you see is you see Biden printing stimulus checks. So he like uh, just recently released, I think 1.9 trillion in terms of like a, as a stimulus check where they basically send, I think $1,400 to every American household, which if you think about that effect on inflation and the purchasing power of the dollar, that supply is suddenly gone up by 1.9 trillion, which means the value of the dollars is just gonna go down. And that's happening everywhere in the world at the moment because people need more money um, <clears throat> to sustain their businesses and so it, it's kind of like a no-brainer for me to put money somewhere where its value won't be be falling rapidly like um sort of traditional currencies are with all this money printing um where do you get your information from is it from social media is it on online forums like what's the source of the information i mean it's, it's very <clears throat> it's very easy to just Google YouTube videos. Um, there's there's various different crypto news websites. So like you know, something called Coin Telegraph is something that I use to kind of read about new projects. Um, but I, I think YouTube actually is is very good for both um, hearing about new projects that you might not have time to look for yourself, and very much also learning about the fundamentals of how to do things because it's quite an quite a strange um, unknown space <clears throat> where there's a lot of complications. There has, there's not very good bridges at the moment to traditional finance. So someone like say a 40 year old um, person who's not very tech savvy is, is not gonna go into the, the nitty gritty of all these cryptography. Um, so that's kind of somewhere that's being built at the moment is, is this kind of like on-ramping of new customers to make it easier for them to invest in this space without all the complications. And the people you're getting the information from, do you trust that they're doing it for the right reasons? As in, do you trust that they're, what, what do you think their motives are? So you, you so something that people should be careful and wary about is is there are quite a lot of people on YouTube that will invest in something advertise it as like oh you know this is a good you know investment it's going to do really well and then their followers will go and and buy it the price will go up a lot and then that person will sell at a higher price and it's almost like market manipulation so that's something to be wary of but i think if this is where you this is where you look at it yourself so you you hear them say something about something maybe or you read something somewhere and then you always go and read about it yourself and see if you think it's a good idea or if it's something that might be relevant in the future. Um, <clears throat> and then that's when you kind of make your decision to um, to kind of to, to invest in something. But because it's such a speculative market and we're in a period where prices tend to, on average, um, go up, it's... Um, your your chances of making money are actually quite reasonable even if you don't know what you're doing um <clears throat> but i i do kind of have more of a long-term outlook which yeah, means I mean, you need a better project for a long-term return i think and long term what do you think this is 
if you're to put say a number of years on it how long do you think you'll be doing this for is this something you might even think of a career in doing i mean what's your what's your long-term goal i think <clears throat> i think long term um it depends how well the investments uh perform because it's quite an actively managed portfolio so i do a lot of um, buying and selling and moving things around, um, rebalancing things that have done well and putting money into the things that aren't doing as well. Um, <clears throat> I think in terms of a, a longer term perspective, I, a job in the area could be quite interesting as I did um, a lot of uh, coding when I was on placement. So I kind of have a back a background and a quite a good understanding of coding. And that, that is a fundamental of, of all these um, companies and, and, and blockchain technology is the ability to, because obviously it's all cryptography and, and online digitalized. So being able to code these applications and how they function is kind of the whole point. Yeah, that, um, that, so that, that Bitcoin mining, is that what you're referring to? That kind of thing. So no, just the general, um, <clears throat> it's the general backbone of, of almost every project. Um, so I mean, Bitcoin mining is is something where it's that's it sounds weird the word mining, but it, it is essentially just the people who are keeping track of all the transactions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they get given a little reward in in Bitcoin for like um, completing a particular sort of ledger block as it were and adding it and it's like a public list isn't it so you can yeah exactly how many bitcoins people have got so it's like full transparency so someone can't say i've got more bitcoins than i actually do do you see what i mean no that's exactly right and this is something that is quite ironic that all these banks and governments are saying like oh it's yes so much money laundering and fraud and you go this is one of the most transparent financial networks you could ever see there is you there is no way of hiding where your money goes to and from once it's on there the only the only issue is the on-ramping in the middle where people will get some illegal money sticking cryptocurrency somewhere and it's quite hard to trace that that bridge but once it's in there you, they, you'll be able to track exactly where that money goes the, the, the transaction itself though relatively anonymous isn't it in terms of yeah what? so so you see a wallet address um, but you will not be able to know who is behind that address. Yeah. Um, but you can still track the money. So, so, so you, as, as, you'd say that would be an argument to say, actually, it's, it's more transparent than, than, than you know. I, I, I believe it is, yeah. I, I think it's it's much more transparent in, as a financial system. Do, do you use Bitcoin for any other purposes other than the trading? Do you use it to actually, because you can go to places, I'll read them out now just quickly, you can go to, right, full list, <laughs> Tesla, uh, Microsoft. Um, well, Tesla, I think uh, that's something they um, are starting to, I think they might want to do that in the future. Um, Twitch, uh, you can also go to Starbucks. You can buy things on the travel agency, Expedia. Do you um, actually buy anything with Bitcoins as in goods, services? So I think people who do that, um are just a bit a bit mental <laughs> because Why is the, that? Uh, because you're essentially you're, you would be selling something that in my opinion in the future will be worth so much more than it is now that's like me giving you um i don't know say a, a little diamond 
and um, telling you, oh, in, in 10 years time, this diamond might be worth 15 times its amount. And you go, oh, no, I'm going to buy a, I'm going to buy a car with it that the moment you drive it out the dealership, it loses like 20% of its value. So in my opinion, I just think buy those things with, with cash and, and keep all the idea is to just hoard as much Bitcoin as you can, because I believe by the end of 2025, maybe 2026, we will see a $1 million Bitcoin. How much? Oh, so at the moment, to give context, I Googled it today. The value of one Bitcoin is £41,302, but it changes all the time. Yeah. Uh, I've also got stat here that the average price of a Bitcoin in December 2017 was £9,600. So I think that gives you an indication of, of how much it rises and uh, is how much has risen. But caveat, I saw in April that um, the Bitcoin, the value of Bitcoin fell by 21% in less than a fortnight. And in January, it fell by 22% in 24 hours. Does that volatility, does that up and down nature of it worry you? So no. And I think what people need to understand is if it, it, it depends, the volatility, if you're trading it, is opportunity. And if you're holding it long term, and you get scared by that kind of thing, I would say buy it and just don't look at it. Don't read the news about it. Just don't, like if, if you're gonna sell it when you see it going down, you should not be investing in cryptocurrency. So essentially what you get is you have something called a bull market and a bear market. And a bear market is where prices consistently go down. And a bull market is where prices consistently tend to go up. We're currently in probably one of the largest, if not the largest, that there will ever be bull markets for cryptocurrency. So the general trend is, is Bitcoin's value is going to increase this year, even if it has those minor pullbacks, which are healthy market corrections for a cryptocurrency investor to other people. They are terrifying drop-offs that look like you're gonna lose all your money. But in 2017, we saw, I think, it went from about 3000 no, maybe less, I'm not entirely sure, about $2,000 maybe to $20,000 over the course of maybe uh, three and a half, four months. So, so if you bought then, you would make, say, 10 times your money if you sold at the top. And during that period of price increase, we saw five to six pullbacks of about 30% on average but the general trend was still upwards. So when you say pullback, you mean that like sudden collapse? Is that what you mean? A sudden, those sudden drops when people go, oh, I've made a bit of money here, I'm going to sell. And then, or maybe there's a bit of manipulation from people with a lot of money and they shake out all the weak hands of people trying to, who sell and panic sell. So what happens is, is they will, <clears throat> the price will start falling. It will get dumped on to make people panic, sell it. And then all the people like me will buy it at the bottom that everyone they so they panic sell when they should be panic buying if you see what i mean but do you worry about the fact that it's going to one day go low and stay low and then and then <laughs> do you know what i mean 
Yeah, so that is that is a very typical thing that Bitcoin tends to do every four years. You'll have a period where the price goes up quite quite sort of sharply um, over a long period of time. And then there will be a point where it's called a net unrealized profit, where you have loads of people where you say 85, 90% of people holding Bitcoin are suddenly they're all in profit. And once you get to that sort of point, everyone realizes and goes, I need to take some of this profit. And it's almost like a realization all at the same time where everyone goes, right, like 90% of Bitcoin holders are in profit. Let's all, everyone starts selling to take their profits and then it cascades down and it causes this sort of wild panic where so the bull market will end and everyone who's is now taking their profits and the price will be continually going down during that period. Um, But usually it never goes down to below where it sort of began. So I think the price we're at now, the sort of $50,000, maybe 50 to $60,000 level is where it might return to in the future. But in the meantime, it it, it could move as high as 400,000 this year. Well, I'm gonna read you something. And this is, and you, I, I'm sure you've probably heard the phrase before, but it's, it's another criticism labeled at Bitcoin um, by the skeptic. Okay. It's called pump and dump. Have you heard pump and dump? Yes. <clears throat> it's, a, it's kind of a weird phrase, but um, <laughs> it's one of the main criticisms. So I'm going to read you the definition. Okay. Yeah. It's a scheme that attempts to boost the price of a stock through recommendations based on a false based on false, misleading, or greatly exaggerated statements in order to then sell the cheaply purchased stock at a higher price. Operators of the scheme dump or sell their overvalued shares, the price falls and investors lose their money. Now tell me why that isn't Bitcoin. So that does exist in cryptocurrency um, and is is an issue with with some particular project launches. But... um, the pump and dump actually is something that was basically the foundation of the Wolf of Wall Street. If you've seen that film, Good film. that's kind. That was kind of the the idea that they would get lots of investors to buy these stocks that they had a big holding in, and then they would dump the price. That way, um, dump when they're on the phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so they get all these investors. They get all these investors to drive the price of this stock up, and then they sell it their big holding of it where they bought it at a really low price. So that is that would be the equivalent of me saying, I've got this coin, it's called Max Coin, and um, it's the best thing ever. And, and then I buy, you know, 10,000 pounds of Max Coin and I convince loads of people to go out and buy it. And then I and then the price of my coin goes up by 10 times in value and I sell my whole holdings and I make a killing and everyone else who buys near that top gets absolutely destroyed by this uh, by the price crashing. So in terms of it being Bitcoin, it's too big to be pumped and dumped in quite such a short time frame because there's so much money would have to flow in and out of it because it's, it's, there's about a trillion dollars in Bitcoin at the moment. So in order to dump that, you would need you know, a, a mass sort of exodus of money of about 500 billion or more all being sold on the same day, which would just never happen. When you hear the likes of Andrew Bailey, I'm sure you've probably heard this quote before, Governor of the Bank of England in October 2020, warning 
uh, that investors in cryptocurrency should be uh, prepared to lose all their money. Um, Bill Gates apparently quoted saying, my general thought would, would be that if you have less money than Elon Musk, uh, you should probably watch out, talking about cryptocurrency. Uh, Bill Harris, the former CEO of PayPal, saying Bitcoin is a scam. What do you think? See, now that's quite ironic because PayPal have launched something called crypto merchant payments where they let people pay everyone in uh, cryptocurrencies. See, um, I thought that he is the former, so maybe he is the he is the former. Maybe that's why he left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. What do you what do you say to that? I mean, what do you think? Obviously, powerful voices, voices of authority. What do you think? I, I do think it is is quite strange for. I mean, I think Bill Gates does surprise me with his with his view on it, considering that um, he seemed to be, he seems to be someone who is quite sort of forward thinking in terms of technology and, and progression. So that does surprise me, um, and I wonder if that's just. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if he's more referring to the fact that the big money players can manipulate the market and that people with not a lot of money don't have much control in terms of the price of, of the sort of the price action of different things. So right. if Elon Musk decides to sell, you know, 10% of what he buys in Bitcoin, he'll sell multiple millions, which will have a price impact, um, a small one, but, but still a price impact. Whereas someone like me uh, won't move the price at all. Um, so maybe he's referring to the fact that big, big money players as, as where the, um, kind of like the risk is for, for the small people with, with not much money because they, the, the, it's a very manipulated market. Do you have any other investments in other <clears throat> stocks as in more traditional stocks rather than cryptocurrency? Yeah. So <clears throat> I do, because uh, you have, I think you have to take advantage of your ISA allowance so that's your sort of tax-free um, investments because cryptocurrency you can't it's not in that kind of space where you can put it in an ISA yet it's because it's not really um as mainstream as as it as it needs to be to have that so yeah th there's always it's always worth diversifying even if you don't really want to like because like I, I mean realistically I, I'd happily put my money in bitcoin and just leave it for five years and, and I'd probably have more than if I put it in um stocks but you, you just need to have that spread in case something wasn't to go quite right with bitcoin or, or some form of cryptocurrency investment you just it's almost just like a bit of a backup it, it's not really anything i'm looking to make great loads of money out of it's a, it's a much lower risk investment yeah it's interesting do you think i mean hypothetically say would you if the pandem pandemic hadn't come along do you think you would have got into Bitcoin. Do you, I mean, do you attribute the two to each other? How important do you think was sort of pandemic lockdown to you getting into it? I think the pandemic lockdown was <clears throat> not relevant in the, in the slightest, actually. Um, it was more that I received my inheritance yeah. um, from one of my relatives. And it was kind of like, right, what do I do with this? And I didn't just want to sort of sit back and, and let, it, let it sit there. Uh, doing nothing and I also didn't want to necessarily um, <clears throat> put it into just stocks and stocks alone so I, I looked at property investments and and things like this but none of them really made sense to me um, and then the more I read about um, cryptocurrencies in general the, the, the more convinced I was that I would be stupid to put it anywhere else um, 
think people have there's lots of stigma attached to it that people should really drill down into um and realize that it's 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 really nothing to worry about so you would say to you would say to uh, just a blanket you would advise you would you advise me right now to set up an account and start buying bitcoin would you advise me to do that right now uh yeah 100 so I, i have done with um I have spoken to my family. I've tried to get some of them involved. I've helped um, two two of my friends. I've helped, um, and I won't go into any any numbers. But in terms of percentages, um, I think one of my friends has made three times his three times the money that he put in um, from the things that I told him to buy, and then another has made um, about two times in so like. The, the people that I've had some input to and, and helped out have have all been very successful and, and, and made a lot of money. And, and, it, and if you think doubling du- doubling your money in, 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 say, two months, in terms of you'd have to wait five, ten years for a stock market investment to, to do that. If you're going for a sort of something that tracks a market. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a no brainer. Um, but then would you also qualify that by saying only put it if you can afford to lose it? Would you agree with that? I would say that's important. I would say you never want to have money in there that you might need because the, you only lose when you sell. If you see what I mean, if, it, if the price goes down, you only lose when you sell it. So if you're buying Bitcoin and you want to hold it for five years, You'll only lose it if you have to if you need the money and you have to sell it when the price is low, because so I would my advice would be invest what you know you won't need not not necessarily what you can afford to lose just what you know you won't need in in, in the future as like in terms of um say five say if you put five thousand pounds into Bitcoin now as long as you will never need to sell that in the next five years to like pay for a bit of rent or something like that you should be safe from from not selling it lower than you bought it. Um, but you, but the idea of it could all go, you would say you'd disagree with that. The idea that I could go and put a grand in and then, I don't know, five years, six years down the line, it's all gone and I've lost all my money. What do you think about that? I would say that is, that is like less likely than it's ever been, um, considering you now have so many big banks and big players coming and 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 accepting it as as a thing and and buying into it i think in 2017 all of those that that massive run of prices going up was all speculation with not really much um almost like back no, no real sort of backing behind it other than people going oh it's going up i'll buy i'll buy and then it's kind of like this laddering of people going oh it's still going up i'm going to buy it rather than any actual substance behind it whereas this time around you have banks and institutions and big players investing considerable amounts of money and trying to make it more accessible to masses of people. I mean, you can buy a Tesla with Bitcoin now. Um, it's not, yeah, so it's, it's no longer something, it's no longer something that's, it's not going to go away now, I think. Tesla, um, one point, they, Elon Musk disclosing a $1.5 billion investment. And as you said, amazingly, you can buy a Tesla with Bitcoin. Unbelievable. Um, mate, 
Thank you for joining me. I have to be honest, my position right now is would I start, would I put a tenner in it? Maybe. <laughs> would I put a grand in it or a significant, you know, a, a decent, a significant amount of money in it? Probably not at the moment, but maybe because I'm, you know, I'm slightly more risk averse. I don't know. That's where I am at the moment, but who knows where I'll be in the future. But mate, good luck. I hope that thing keeps going up and up and up and up and up and the money keeps rolling in thank you for joining me today mate um it's been fascinating actually bitcoin isn't a, a topic i knew an awful lot about I've obviously done some research for this but uh it is in your words quick one might answer is it here to stay yeah 100 percent. there you go love it mate thank you for joining me so what do you reckon are you sold on bitcoin or are you still a skeptic? For me, I do, you know, listening to Max right now, I'm still a bit of a skeptic. I get what Max is saying about how the returns are incredible. And in terms of putting your money somewhere, you know, you want to put your money somewhere to make more money. And so in that sense, I get it. But I don't know, almost that is part of the problem. You know, it's you're always sort of taught that earning lots of money and, and becoming wealthy, you have to work hard. You know, there's no shortcut to success. Uh, and I think whenever, the more someone sort of tells you that, you know, you can make such and such just at a tap of a button, I don't know, it just seems too good to be true. It just seems too easy. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, the more someone tells you, the more you think, well, what's the catch? And I think, I don't know, it... it I'm still just a bit unsure. But are you the same as me? Or are you convinced? Do you think, like Max, that this is, you've just got to get on board with it? It's a no brainer. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, you can follow the show on social media, as I've already said in previous episodes, but I will remind you. So, at What's the Story 2 on Instagram or at What's the Story S2 on Twitter. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Um, I really do hope you've enjoyed that episode. I've learned an awful lot about all things Bitcoin and finance and technology. So I hope you've enjoyed it too. And we'll speak again next week.